What's going on guys? My name is Ross Rawson Third, and I'm here with Mr. Chris Ria, um, also co-founder of No Small Life um, with his beautiful wife, right? They, they run that as well. Um, you also have uh, Make Love Work. Yes, we do. That you guys do as well. So we're going to touch in a little bit about that. Also, Chris Ria is a pastor, yep. um, and uh, that's kind of how I built my relationship with him uh, through, you know, meeting him at the church and stuff, which has been cool. Um, and you have a couple books that you've written, right? So uh, we, we have some eBooks, um, Bitter to Better and Unstuck, which I will put all the links on here. Um, and he just finished a marriage, well, to my understanding, uh, finished a marriage course. That's right. Which is exciting. So, I mean, I know that's a pretty extensive, even on my end, I'm like, wow, what a life resume. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, but yeah, talk a little bit about how you kind of stepped into these roles and uh, a little bit more about yourself than what I'd missed. Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me on. Love yeah. what you're doing, man. You're crushing it, wow. killing it. Thanks. Set man. an example for all of us. Love it. Appreciate but, it. Yeah. I think, um, man, I'm one of those people that since I was in third grade, I knew what I wanted to do in, in, with my life. I was never the guy who like, man, what should I, what should I do with my life? You yeah. know, a lot of people are there and if you're there, don't worry about it. There's so many possibilities. But when I was in third grade, I knew I wanted to go into business. Mm -hmm. I had this friend who was a creative genius. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just, he could do art, graphic design. He could, you know, play every instrument. He was just like this creative genius. And we were going to go to Michigan State. I don't know why Michigan State. We both love Michigan State. Don't hold that against me. That's all right. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> big, big game. That's, blue, yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> So we were going to do that, and we had it all planned out. I was the business marketing entrepreneur. He was the talent. We were going we were gonna make it You're gonna make it happen. Build the business and, and, and take over, right? Yeah. Something happened though, when I was 17, I just felt like I had this encounter with God that kind of changed my life, and I felt like he was calling me to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment, I had like this bittersweet moment for about a year. I battled this because I had this, this desire to mm. be an entrepreneur, to grow things, to build things, to do business. But then I felt like this strong call of God on my life mm. also to, to pastor and to do some things for the kingdom of God. And man, I was just, I had like this Jonah this Jonah moment where when Jonah was called by God and you know he, he said go go preach to these people and he said no and he went the other way and you know the story ends up in a belly of a of a fish that's right so i didn't want to end up in the belly of a fish so i ended up going to bible college and becoming um, a pastor started out being a youth pastor but i think what was really unique about that role was the ability to take some of that entrepreneurial spirit mm. into church world. That's big. You know, and try to understand that if you look at it, we have the best product of all time. Literally. Right? Like what we offer is transformation mm. and only through the grace of God can you have the kind of life transforming mm -hmm. power that comes with understanding who he is in your life, and then you get eternity with him. So we have this, this amazing product, better than any sales product you could ever sell. So if you looked at it that way, is how could I, how could I try to tell teenagers, mm. you know, listen, 
these choices that you're making right now are going to have lifelong consequences. And so how can you encounter God and let him transform your heart? How can we get this message out to as many teenagers as possible and then walk them through a process of transformation so that maybe they don't make too many crazy mistakes? And if they do, we know that God's always redeeming our mistakes. That's that's big. Can I can I touch on this too? I think this is a really key point too. And and a lot of people hear church, they hear ministry, they hear, oh yeah, maybe you 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 live out what you say and you don't. But I will say this, uh, you know, Chris, and uh, in, in this time when I at least met him, the ability to allow that transformation to take place and to kind of coach people through. Let's face it, that can be a tricky time. In, in, in anyone's life. Right. And so having that entrepreneurial spirit, which I will say, uh, I've even noticed a lot of pastors kind of have that oh, yeah. that ability to adapt in a lot of, uh, you know, um, uncertainty situations, which is a lot of entrepreneurship, right? Um, and so kind of having the Lord as the center point's big. But I will say this to uh, Chris's point about walking through that is you're great at that, man. And, you know, uh, I, I think that's why I'm, I'm even more excited to do this podcast because I know there's going to be a ton of fruit from it. But uh, Chris really, you know, ha- has the ability to kind of see, especially with, for me in my own life, and, and you help me walk through a lot of things that, you know, you give the structure, but you allow the grace for the, for the, for the mess up, but then also accompanied with consistency. And that is big on leadership. You need to be consistent. You need to have grace. And, and so, you know, everything you're saying, I'm hearing, and I, I want to validate you to say, man, you actually live and walk that. So nice work on that, man. I appreciate That's it, big. man. I, I agree. Like being a pastor, most people don't realize this, but you have, you run an organization. Mm-hmm. So you have a staff of people. You have a, a group of people that show up every Sunday mm-hmm. for church. So it really is, it takes an entrepreneurial spirit to, to actually be a pastor. you you got to have a lot of those principles, leadership, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that you need in business, you really need there yeah. as well. So I learned a lot, you mm-hmm. know, how to run an organization, how to take a group of people and lead them from here to here, how to get a vision for the future and actually, like, develop a plan mm. to achieve that vision. Because, like, that's what my first ebook on Stuck is all about. It's about creating a vision for your life, but then actually developing a plan mm. to get there. And that's where I failed a few times as a youth pastor. I remember I had this campaign. We had 50 students coming to our youth ministry at the time. And I got so passionate. I'm like, I'm going to grow this youth ministry to 200 kids. So I had this campaign, 210 in 2010. I'll never forget it. Like oh I was going to get to 210 kids coming every Wednesday uh, in 2010. And that, I, mean, I made signs. I pitched this vision. I sold my youth leaders, my youth staff on it. I, the kids, everyone's into it. And at the end of 2010, our youth group went from 50 to 48. Wow. We actually lost two kids. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. So it was an epic so failure. What did you do? So, you know, luckily I had people who understood grace, but I owned it. And what I realized is vision without a plan mm. means nothing. It's just a dream. Okay, that's good. So if you're going to have a vision, a big vision, you've got to develop a plan to achieve that vision. Mm. And it, it, like I needed to break it down into, okay, how are we going to do this? We'd have to get grow by this many students per week. How are we going to get those extra five students per week in here? Are we going to bust them in? Are we going to have parents help us? How are we going to do this? 
But just being rah-rah and doing a couple events not is, is not enough. You have to have your people who can give legs to that vision mm. if you're going to see it accomplished. And so I learned a valuable lesson about vision and about being consistent. Mm. Like you just brought up being consistent. I think that is the key. you got to show up every week. You have to have a plan. you got to keep doing the things that no one else wants to do over and over and over again. To see it, so that's that's what sure. that's what my story is with with the youth ministry side. Mm-hmm. But then I always had a side hustle. That's all, awesome all the time. And I want to touch on that too because a lot of key. I'm hearing a lot of great things in this, and, and like what I'm hearing you say with that vision of building the youth group was you had the ability and the vision to take the ground to build it, but then you had to kind of build that back end to facilitate so that you can go out. And a lot of times I've even seen in my own business and a lot of other people's businesses, and I'm sure you, even in your own life, you know, it's easy to say you want to do something and then going out and radically trying to achieve it, but we have to build also the back end. Who's going to take care of all of the resources while I go out and try to build the vision? So we need the take ground guy and the the build the back end guy, and it's it's not always easy. You that, need it, and usually the visionary guy, you know, like me, I'm not. I am detail oriented, but I'm not a project manager who has everything lined up. Like there are people who just eat and sleep that, that stuff. Yeah, and that you need both. A thousand percent. Yeah, you, you need both, and like. It's okay that I failed. I learned from it. I'm glad I failed because mm-hmm. it taught me that my passion is not enough. Like mm-hmm. it's good to have passion. Yeah. It's great to have leadership to motivate people. Mm-hmm. But then you have to follow it up. It's like if I say I want to lose 30 pounds, that's not a goal. Yeah. That's a dream. Yeah, it's an idea. Yeah. It's an idea. It's a dream, yeah, idea. But when you say okay, I want to lose 30 pounds in the next three months, and I want that means I have to lose 10 pounds a month. So now I have to look at my diet, my workout program to, to, to realize how am I actually going to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. And so it's good, got to have the roadmap. That's the roadmap, and that's yeah. that's what I used to now create the you know, the the organizations that I've created now. That's it's awesome. got all of those goals and the back end built into it. And it's not just an idea anymore. That's awesome. Now, tell me this. I know you you are kind of transitioning into these roles full-time now, sure. right? Um, what was the, the main decision, I guess, or kind of the idea of running up to, hey, I want to take this full-fledged. Uh, you know, I know you probably prayed on it. I know you probably sat mm-hmm. on it. Um, but, you know, as an entrepreneur, at least I know whenever we go to into different avenues, there is a lot of uncertainty. So, you know, what was your thought process and kind of what are some tips you would give an entrepreneur that's trying to maybe go from uh, maybe a consistent job and then to into something uh, different or they're already an entrepreneur and they're trying to take another business on? Yeah, that's a great question. I am a huge fan of building a bridge, not jumping off cliffs. Okay. And let, let me let me ex- let me explain. I already this. know this. Okay, so hold on. Let's talk about this. This is why this man is in my life. Okay, because I'm the jump off the cliff guy. We'll figure out if we have a parachute later. All right. And I call I call Chris all the time. Like, listen, I got this great idea. And he's like, hold on. He pumps the brakes. I'm I'm telling you guys, this this is why we laugh through my finances. I mean, through everything. You really helped me build the parachute shoot before I jump but sometimes guys sometimes just you know you jump you jump off the cliff but let's hear the bridge method there there are times I I believe you've got to take a huge risk in life and you have to jump and I'm I'm a firm believer in that but I also love the idea 
of building out a bridge to some, to your dream. Mm-hmm. So I know for myself, the two gifts that I believe I have is teaching and leadership. Mm-hmm. Like I, no matter what I learn, I have to teach it to someone. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough for me to just know it. That's, I have to teach it. Like, so when Megan and I, two years into our marriage, we dated for four and a half years, two years into our marriage, we found ourselves in roommate mode. Like mm. there was no romance. We didn't feel in love with each other. We just felt like we were roommates and we're like, what happened? Like, is this marriage? Yeah. And people would tell me, yeah, that's marriage, man. Don't you don't, you don't feel in love anymore. It's just, you, you kind of just suck it up and you die to yourself. And we determined we weren't going to be that couple. So we went on a quest. We read books. We went to conferences. And we studied for five, seven, eight, got to 10 years of marriage of just every year with these goals of wow. listening to podcasts and reading books and going to marriage conferences. And we learned how to actually not only be in love, but to feel in love and to have romance no matter how mm-hmm. long we've been married. And so then we're like, well, we can't keep this information to ourselves, right? That's big. So we became relationship coaches. And that's, that's, so what I'm saying is the way I built this out is I was a pastor. I was getting paid an income Mm -hmm. to be that pastor, to do a job there. But while I was doing that, Megan and I started no small life. So it was almost kind of uh, like your side hustle. Side and, hustle. And it was maybe, I'm assuming something that, hey, after the work day was over, we put a couple hours here, we put a couple hours there, and it compounded to where you were able then to kind of get on a stage and take the, take the build that bridge. Absolutely. And it's in the same vein of teaching and leading, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, my business is content. Like I want, I want to teach people things that are going to set them up for success in mm-hmm. life. Um, no small life was birthed out of pain. This is what our organization, No Small Life, is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, we, Megan and I, walk through infertility. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, as we were dealing with the pain of infertility, we, we noticed there was some questions we had. Like, life just felt uncertain. Mm-hmm. You know, when you walk through something painful or your life doesn't go the way you think it should go, all of a sudden, life just feels so uncertain. You're like, is this my new normal? This is not what I thought was yeah. going to happen. And whether that's infertility, the death of a loved one too soon, you know, your parents getting divorced, mom or, or dad not being in your life. I know you can relate to some yeah. of this. Um, whatever it is, we all go through getting divorced yourself after you thought, you know, you were going to have a marriage that lasted forever. Yeah. Um, and then you're dealing with the shame and the guilt and the pain, whatever it may be, making a bad choice that ruined your own family, whatever it is, all of a sudden life feels uncertain, feels like this is my, is this my new normal? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is the world around you begins to crumble. Mm. You face anxiety and depression and fear and worry. And then no one else's life around you stops moving though. So life all of a sudden feels lonely because people are still posting their funny pics on social media and they're still going yeah. forward because that life never stops moving. That's right. So that, and that, that's it. Can I tell you that sometimes for a lot of people, I know for me, at least myself, you know, you're going through their, your stuff and you, and you do think like, man, why won't the world stop? Right. You know, but the truth is, is it's not that the world doesn't want to stop. It's just there is a process in accepting and moving on that people are just, we're trying to all get to where we're going to. And it can seem insensitive sometimes. It does. But then you you can create a victim mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one cares. Yeah. They're, they don't understand my pain. Mm -hmm. I'm alone in this world. And this is what, this all happened to us. Like this is, this all happened to us. And then 
you know, your, your future feels unfulfilling because you're like, okay, what do I do now? My whole plan was to have two kids, to move into the suburbs, you know, to have, you know, do the whole parent thing. Now my, I have to create a new blueprint. Mm. So what happened with us is we started walking through this process of rebuilding our lives. Mm. And it started with rebuilding our faith because when you've given your whole life to God and then things don't go the way you think they should go, mm-hmm. you start to question some things. Yeah. Okay, we need a little conversation here. And then the trauma on top of it, you know, walking through infertility is traumatic. Yeah. Um, so walking through the trauma of that, I needed to be healed. Mm. And there's so many people walking around broken, you know, and so they're, they live out of a reaction. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, you find that person who's angry all the time or who gets defensive all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's usually because they've walked through some kind of trauma inside and they have never gotten whole. Mm-hmm. And so we, what we did is we walked through, okay, I went to therapy. I, I walked through inner healing. I mm-hmm. tried to get all the junk in my life out, That's the trauma, fair. clean it out. Rebuild my faith, start to trust God again with my life. Mm-hmm. Then we start rebuilding our relationships. Okay, let's not isolate. Let's not take this victim mentality. Let's rebuild wow. powerful. We need community. We all need that. That's right. And then it was like, okay, we got to rebuild our future. We need a new bu- blueprint. So we decided to turn our pain into purpose. Wow. That's the one thing with business that we That's all That's beautiful, need. by the way, just to hear that because, and I don't mean to cut you off, no. but like, that's and that really is how you do it correct. You know, you you take the situation, but and you had the maturity and thank thankfully the willingness to go to that place that a lot of people don't want to go to. And I and I know you can probably agree. Most of the time, at least in my experience with individuals that I you know work with in real estate or even I coach on my team or myself. When we have something, it's not because we don't want to handle it. We just don't know how. And so we avoid it, mm-hmm. and then we stack on top of wow. it. And like you said, it, you know what happens? Now, it doesn't mean that you're at a 10 all day, but because you have never been able to mitigate what's below, you're operating at a 10 now. And so you're always on edge. You're always that angry guy. And it's really, like you said, because of the resources and tools. And that's why I'm fired up right now to think, Man, you went down to that place, you mm-hmm. gathered the information, and then you looked to your spouse and you said, whoa, hold on, we can't hold this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's big because it takes a lot to go there and to build out a product like that. Well, yeah. And, and what do we know about, about business is that you have, to dev- you have to find a pain point, right? Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have to solve someone's problem. Yeah. If you're, that's, what, that's what selling is, right? That's well, what yes. You have to have a product, but that product has to solve a problem that is a pain point for someone. And so we figured if we were in this much pain, Mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of people in this much emotional Mm -hmm. pain. And so how can we do both? How can we not only um, have a lifestyle of coaching, Mm -hmm. but also help people in the process? And that's what we feel called to do is like just help people get free. And so to go all the way back to your question of how did we get to do it full time was... Megan and I started very small. I think it was back in 2014. We started a blog. Mm, I, I do remember this. Yeah. You just, you guys did one post about, you know, kind of starting this venture. I think you yep. put it on Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Vaguely, vaguely remember and, and, this. And yeah. she, she showed up. Like my wife, she's awesome. She's the queen of consistency. She's Amen. a very creative, talented writer. 
And she just started writing about her pain mm. every week and how she overcame and the different things that she did to overcome and rebuild her life in these three areas that we've been talking about. And so she just started blogging and that blog began to grow mm. and grow and grow and grow. And then thousands of people are reading this blog and we're like, wow. Wow. There's a lot of people in pain. So then at that point, we decided, okay, let's let's actually turn this. Let's go up another notch. Mm-hmm. Let's let's turn this into an organization. Mm-hmm. So we started No Small Life as a nonprofit organization. And we took it up another notch where we started blogging, coaching, speaking, and um, YouTube channel. Wow. So we started just talking about rebuilding your life and rebuilding your life and who's in pain. And this is how we did it. This is how you rebuild a life you love. No matter what you've walked through, you got to rebuild. you got to start by rebuilding your spirit and your soul. Rebuild your relationships. Rebuild your future. Turn your pain into purpose. So, mm-hmm. so we started doing that and we did it for, let's see, I think in 2016 or 2017 is when we actually started the organization. And wow. now it's what, 2021? So little by little, wow. we develop people who are don- giving donor- donations to it, uh, people who are buying our courses. And so for me, I built the bridge. That's you know, right. Yeah, I could have yeah, yeah. in 2014 said, I'm jumping, man. I'm jumping all and in you with no been, income. And knowing you, though, you would have still made it. But it wouldn't have been as structured and maybe yeah. not as efficient, right? Right. I, I preferred building the bridge because I loved my job. Now, if you hate your job, it's different, right? Totally different. Yes. I loved my job. I got to preach. I got to teach. I got to lead. So for me, I was finding a ton of fulfillment in my job. I was not in a hurry mm-hmm. to jump and start my own thing. Okay. That's in fact, good. I never even knew if I would. I didn't know if it would be something that could support itself over over time. So I, I was happy building the bridge. And then when it got to a point where it was like, listen, this needs all my time, mm-hmm. I decided, you know, I got I to gotta try it. I got to try to go all in on these things that, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, I... Who can who doesn't want to have their own thing in life, right? For, for sure. Legacy, there's a lot of components to that. Now, that's a good question because... I, that I have for you actually on that. You just said you wanted to put a lot of your time into this one thing, right? Because mm-hmm. you realize there's that separation. I know there's people on here that are listening that are in that kind of mode where they are maybe receiving uh, an opportunity where, man, this does desire my whole time and I'm not able to give all my attention here. And they're caught up in this kind of emotional whirlwind of, oh, I don't want to let go. You know, I, I do want to go all in, but I don't want to let go of what I do have. Mm-hmm. What did what helped you kind of say? You know what? I ha- I have to be true to this. And what is that turning point for? Or maybe practical tips that someone could add to say, Hey, man, we can maybe always go back to this, or maybe we can focus. Like I know for me, that was a big thing too. You know, I was a single dad. I I had all these uh, financial commitments I had to make, but I knew that real estate was just like what was for me. Right. And even though financially on the on the budget sheet it didn't make sense, how does one kind of jump into that? Even if they do build a bridge, right? Yeah, I think what happens for me is Megan and I, because we don't have kids, you know, and we're very driven people. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't binge watch shows. Like, that's something you do if you're sick, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> yes. okay, I'll sit down and binge watch a show. Knuckles <laughs> for that, man. Come <laughs> on, like, I don't know how. <laughs> but, like, I mean, we'll watch a show at night at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock before we go to bed, and then we'll go to bed. But 
we're not the kind of people that are on a, on a day off on a Saturday. It's like, let's sit around the house and binge watch. We mm-hmm. were working. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was working. I was putting in another 25, you know, working 40 to 50 hours with my pastoring job and then put another 20 to 30 in on this side hustle because I loved it. Yeah. Right? And so we're doing this nonstop non-stop, non-stop, every week, every week. And it got to be a point where I found it's very hard to give yourself Mm -hmm. to two passions like that, two Mm -hmm. full-time gigs. I'm a huge fan of having multiple streams of income in in the world we live in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should be having two or three streams because it's just too easy not to. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that when... When you're trying to make a move like that, you've got to decide what are you passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it, I just felt like over this time, listen, this was a whole... I had been pastoring 20 years, mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. But now that... And you're good at it, too. I, I, I got to tell you, you're great at it. Yeah, he's great. You got If you haven't heard PC, give him a sermon. You're missing out because this guy power-packed. He's delivering, okay? Yeah. He's showing up. And hey, I'm sorry I got to boast him up, but... It's good. It's part of the relationship in the podcast. All right. I appreciate it. You can receive it. Thank you. (laughs) But tell my Community Christian Church friends who may be listening to this, I'm not leaving the church. I'm still at Community Christian Church, and I'm still going to preach there at least once a month. Come on. So, like, I'm not leaving. That's great. I love the place. I love what I do. Um, There's a big part of me that just feels called to always preach the gospel message. So that's just part of who I am. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think think you got to get to a point where... What are you willing to do to have the life you really want to have? Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I don't like a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I don't like being told you got to do this, 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 and this, and the same thing every week, man. I want to get out there mm-hmm. and I want to do my thing and I want to be free and I want to create and I want to use those gifts and talents to like help, help people grow, mm-hmm. help other people. One of the things with No Small Life is, we will coach you to turning your pain into purpose. Mm. If within a year you don't have some kind of side hustle or platform that turns your pain point into purpose, we fail. You know, so it's like that's awesome, man. I'm passionate about helping people do that, and I think everyone should have that. Mm-hmm. It, even whatever you're doing, if you're a landscaper, mm-hmm. if you, whatever your job is, having a, a side thing that you're a passion project, something mm-hmm. that. You add value to the world in. We all have that. We all have value. We can all add value to others. Mm -hmm. What is your thing? What is your pain point? Chances are it's someone else's too. Mm -hmm. And then take that pain, turn it into purpose. Start a platform, a YouTube channel, podcast like this. This is why I love you, man. Come on. Because you're not like, okay, you're killing it in real estate. I appreciate that. And you don't need this. Yeah. But... It's not enough. It's, you yeah. want to share with others. Mm-hmm. You want to inspire other people and let them know they can do this. A thousand percent. So, yeah, and I, I don't even know if I told this on the podcast. I kind of told uh, Chris prior to com- uh, coming on the show, you know, we do a little debriefing. But, you know, part of the reasons why I even got this podcast was because I was in a very low place in my life prior to getting into real estate. Somebody shared YouTube videos to me 
of motivational speakers, you know, people to kind of create the roadmap like Chris's, you know, talking about the years of experience you and your wife put into reading about marriage, reading about processing through pain, right. you know, overcoming the fertility stuff. And then so I, I started to learn from all these amazing individuals and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to give that back to the world. I want to interview people like yourself to kind of give people the inside scoop of, hey, 20 minutes, we're going to cover a lot of ground. I want, I wanted to be able to add that value and yeah, a little do more, but again, it comes from that, that place, how we can turn pain into purpose right. and uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And you've done that. Thanks. And I've watched you. I have watched you at, at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have. And <laughs> multiple times guys. Okay. This one, BC. <laughs> and rise. Yeah. You, and what I loved about you, your story is you never made an excuse. Thanks, man. You never see. This is what we do sometimes, and this this is it's easy to do. And this is the victim mentality. Oh, I wasn't able to have kids. I'm never going to be able to have that moment in the hospital room everyone talks about that says, you know, the greatest day of my life was yeah. when my kid was born. That's not on the in the cards for me, right? So what I could do, I have two choices, right? Get bitter or get better. Mm. That's it. That's it. And your life. You know, there were a lot of things that happened in your life. Loss mm -hmm. of a cousin yeah. too, way too soon, mm -hmm. pain, uh, your own family, some mm -hmm. of the stuff that you oh, dealt with. You can share. I'm very open. Yeah, whatever. Do, yeah, but yeah. A lot. Some of the stuff that you dealt with, you could have said, man, the cards are stacked against me. I'm just, yeah. there's no hope. But what you did is uh, you didn't use it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. You got hold and you said, I am going to learn how to be a success. Self-made success, by the way. Yeah. People think, you know, oh, Ross is lucky, right? Or yeah. Ross, Ross was... This guy, for him to be sitting in this seat where he is, he overcame so much stinking wow. adversity in his Thanks, life. Man. And if he can do it, you can do it. Let it be an inspiration to everyone. thousand percent. thousand percent. I tell people this all the time, especially people on my team. Only four and a half years ago, I had $53 in the bank account. I was living in my mom's basement and I had well over $14,000 of debt over my head, in my head. And I had no, when I say no money, literally no money. And uh, like everything he's saying right now, and that's why I love interviewing people and coming on, the resources, creating the resources, creating the roadmap, creating the vision, creating an understanding of who you are, going in that pain, discovering what God has for you, knowing your purpose, that is what gets you through. That is what makes yeah. a, 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 an aim because like, uh, and I love that. I love, that's why I'm so, I, I was so excited to have you on because the fact that that's your whole vision in life is to take pain and help people reattribute to purpose. Yeah. You know, you did that for me in my life. You do it for people in other people's lives. So with that being said, and thank you for the, the kind words, if someone wanted to get started yeah. with you guys, how would they reach out, go about, hey, I, I got this pain and I, I, you know what, I know I got to process through it. Hey, Chris, Megan, where do I start? That's a great, that's a great question. Yeah. So our website, nosmalllife.me, um, you would start there. Okay. And we have a five-day free Bitter to Better Challenge where we, we try to let people start there because what happens is it, it forces them to face some of the things that are inside of them that to come face to face mm -hmm. with some of their pain points and then try to um, each day take a few steps mm. to get better. And so it's a five day bitter to better challenge. That's where we would start you. But we also from there, starting January 6th here in 2022, is we are having a first Thursday of the month. 
Okay. Um, in-person gathering and stream live on our YouTube channel. So nice. whether you're in the area or not in the area. And each month, starting in January, we will be working on something together. So in January, it's going to be rebuilding our soul. Ooh, that's that's a good topic, man. Yeah, and that's so we're big. gonna we're gonna tackle. We're gonna read a book to rebuild our soul. We're gonna face our demons in the month of January. Wow. We're gonna look at our pain, and we're gonna try to face the trauma and get them whole. And that's what January is gonna be about. And so. It starts on the first Thursday, but then each Thursday after that, there'll be content given on that topic and action steps you need to take to start to rebuild the soul. Then in February, we'll move on to your relationships mm. and, and try to rebuild those. In March, we're going to rebuild our, take our pain, turn into purpose. So each, each, every three months, we're going to go back and rebuild a part of our life and like I said, the goal is within a year, mm-hmm. your spirit and your faith are rebuilt. Come on. Your relationships are healthier. You have community. And you are actually taking steps to turn pain into purpose. So it is. I'm not going to promise like, hey, come to our website. And within three weeks, you're going to be 100% better and successful in life. It's a that's, process. That's, hey, listen, that's not even fair. Even <laughs> if he had all the tools and all the things, that's not even fair for like, you you need to go through this stuff right. and really you want to have weeks months even years of figuring this out because let's face it you know i know for me my uh well, one of the coaches and you've even said this to me uh in, in life is that if you, if you go 100 miles an hour the wrong direction remember it's not 100 miles an hour back a lot of times you got to get out of that car and walk back mm. and sometimes when you walk back it's going to take a little longer getting there so yeah, that's, that's good that you set that ex- expectation because I'm sure in your business you do have people maybe like, come on, where's the results? Yeah. And it's like, listen, trust the process, you know? Yeah, the pro- I mean, it takes time. And yeah. I, I would say at least three months. But in, in, if you go January, February, March, and you consumed all of our content and did everything we asked you to do, by March you would be, you'd be on your way. That's good. To, to doing something. And then, you know, with the marriage coaching stuff, that make love work me we have mm-hmm. all kinds of courses coaching available and the the thing i say about marriage all the time is you think that a marriage takes a long time to to turn around it really doesn't for sure working with us we can literally turn your your marriage go take you from roommates to romance within 6 weeks wow do you guys hear that? That is power right there. I really believe that. Uh, that's, that's if you're power. willing to do the work. Yeah, you have. Okay, yes. That's I a mean, big thing too. Caveats on them. You got to be willing to do the work. Steph and I always talk about this, especially as of like, like in marriage, you can get the gym membership, but if you don't go in to lift the weights, right. no one's been benefiting from the gym membership. It's just a fancy key card. And that can sometimes be your ring. At least in our, we talk, that's been a big analogy for us. We're like, hey, this is the gym membership, mm-hmm. but we have to put in the work in order to have the fruit of the marriage. It's you know? so true. And people think that marriage just is going to come naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're just naturally going to have a good marriage. It doesn't, man. It's like no. one of the most complicated things yes. that you can do. It's like trying to think that having a gym membership is going to make you <laughs> lose weight and get in shape. A lot of discomfort. No, you got to work. And what I also say is prevention is way better. Yeah. If you can take a course, like we have a marriage course called Make Love Work. If you take the course and you can prevent, you can see some of the issues that are coming down the road. And that's what Megan and I would do. We would go to a marriage conference when our marriage was healthy. That's right. That's, just to yes. kind of do some like, 
okay, let's prevent a huge problem down the road. That was actually my next question. Hey, you know, Chris, like if, if someone's at that point, maybe you are doing great in your marriage and you don't maybe need to have those in- intricate, hardcore sessions, zero to six weeks, what, what is the process to, to meet with you or, or to set up something with you? And it's that course right there. Yeah, if you make love work me, we have course and coaching programs. Cool. So you can do coaching in person, online, with us. We actually have a whole personal assessment of your relationship. So if you, awesome. if you do one of our packages with us, we give you a 150-question online test that, mm-hmm. you know, assessment that you and your wife do together or separate. And then we get a report. And That's cool. In, there's nine different areas of our, our marriages that we kind of see where your strengths and growth areas are. We take that information. We personalize coaching towards your needs. Mm. And so that's why I say relatively quickly we can get you, because there's a lot of science behind it. So relatively quickly we can get you headed in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, if you just want to say you don't want to do the coaching, we have a lot in our course that mm-hmm. we cover in our coaching too, so you can start there if you want to. But that's awesome. All kinds of all kinds of packages, people. Heck yeah! Do. Well, I gotta tell you, man, it's been awesome sitting here, diving in, hearing your heart, um, and and not only that, but seeing your growth, uh, watching you and Megan like jump out in this has been really cool. Uh, it's been exciting to watch, uh, and I know I can't. You're only getting started. I mean, this you're a world changer, and I can't wait to see the things that you do. With that being said, because I know there's people watching that would love to follow your journey, where is a good place that the viewers can go to kind of get you know into your community and really be a part of that um, hands-on? Yeah, you can find us on all social media channels at No Small Life. We're on Facebook and Instagram, not on Twitter. Just never. I'm got, got onto Twitter yet. Twitter either. But um, YouTube, we have a, a channel. If you search No Small Life, um, you can find our YouTube channel. And then nosmalllife.me is our website. And makelovework.me is our other website. So Perfect. You can awesome. find us over there. And I will put links to all of this in the description so that way you guys have access to it. Thanks again for coming on, man. Really Thanks appreciate Thanks for having it. me, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. I love what you got going here, bro. Hey, man. I love, and I love the fact that you uh, cheer, cheer on. You have such a, a great heart about that. So, heck yeah, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again. Yeah. When, he write, when and if he ever writes the next book, we'll get you on to That's celebrate right. that. All That's right. right. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, man.